that are generally assembled, uh, your favorite House Republican podcast. We're back. Jason Gottesman joined by our new permanent co-host, Mike Straub. Happy to be here, Jason. Well, Happy congratulations for winning the podcast, Hunger Games. <laughs> and uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get this thing rolling. Got a lot of stuff in front of us right now. A lot of stuff. A lot of specious arguments being made by Democrats. Who could believe that? About having the majority, which they don't. What's going on here? No, they do not. Well, I mean, if you go back to election night, they would argue they won 102 races. But as has been widely accurately reported, one of those members had passed away before the election, whom we refer to always as our good friend, Tony DeLuca, much respected and much, uh, much missed in our chamber. But as the uh, courts have ruled, you have to be a living member to be counted. And then, of course, there was two other members who were elected to higher offices who have since quit. Yeah, quit, forced to resign by their leaders in an unprecedented power play uh, that somehow, they believe, reduces their numbers to give them more power. How the math adds up is fairly simple. 101 Republicans, 99 Democrats. As long as this chamber has existed, that means the majority is with the group that has more members. All right, let's, so let's, let's go through that again slowly because I'm no math magician. I actually appreciated a reporter who visited with us this week said, listen, nobody ever said journalists are good at math, but I think I know how to count 101 is more than 99. And that was a, a reporter who doesn't genuinely try to make us look very good. Right. So 101, let, let's, start, let's start with the basic, the basic numbers here. <clears throat> There's 200 members currently eligible to be seated. Currently. So you have 203 seats in the General Assembly. Tony DeLuca, unfortunately, untimely passed away. Down to 202. Summer Lee, Austin Davis quit at the... I would say probably bullying of their leadership. No, and it's worth pointing out here. They didn't have to. Right. They both could have been sworn in on January 3rd and voted for a speaker, been placed on committees. Now, Summer Lee's situation is a little bit more interesting, and I'm, I'm not in her shoes in that she also needed to be sworn in Washington on the very same date as an incoming member of Congress. But Austin Davis doesn't have a job to do until January 17th. Yeah, okay, so, so Tony DeLuca... 203 minus 1, 202. All right, let's do the math here. Yeah. Um, 202. You probably, Chuck, put some good, like, good thinking music in here. Um, 202 minus 2 more is 200. Let's let's now break this out into a word problem. Or, well, not a word problem. Bar graph? Um, yeah. Visual bar graph? You know, um, this is something I'd probably need a graphing calculator for, but I would uh, get lost. Don't overthink complaint. it. As we've, said, as we've said to people for about three weeks now, don't overthink this. Right. Okay, so 101 Republicans still eligible to be sworn in on January 3rd. That number now for Democrats is down to 99. In your book, is 99 a majority of 200? I don't need a book, Jason. No, it's not. All right. No, and they backed themselves in a tough spot. Well, they, I don't know if you're a Mac, they, math book collector. <laughs> they had, uh, and by they, I mean the House Democrats, had a press conference uh, where they named themselves the majority. They named Leader McClinton the acting Speaker of the House. And so they, they had kind of pushed themselves into a tough spot there, not knowing maybe that Summerlee and Austin Davis intended to resign or were forced to quit uh, earlier than they anticipated. Uh, or how the courts would rule, considering one of their members was not living. So they've just backed themselves into a, a tough corner. And so while people try to paint our side as trying to 
be pushy or uh, you know some level of sneaky. This is math as simple as it gets. Well, and who could be surprised at Democrats trying to redefine terms by trying to make people believe that having a mathematical minority gives them a majority? These are the, this is the very party that has wanted you to deny what's in front of your eyes for the last, I don't know, very blatantly for at least the last three years. Look, it's, it's so clear, it's almost stupid that we're still talking about it. Um, well, and I think I, I think that leads to the next part of the story to address something that then follows our side as we try to explain the math. People will say, yeah, but they did win those seats. And now you all are just clinging to the majority and, and keeping it from the willful right of the winning party, which leads to the discussion about the special elections. The, these right. seats is, will not why does remain. This, why does this right. matter? This, the, this, there's really a question there that needs to be asked. Why does this matter? Right. These seats right. won't be vacant forever. These seats won't be vacant for the entire session. Republicans aren't saying, that's it, get out of the way. We've got this thing for two whole years. These seats have to be decided in a special election, which I go back to the action by former Speaker Cutler on his last few hours of Speaker of the House. He issued a writ of election to fill the Tony DeLuca vacancy for February 7th, very soon into the new session. Anybody who's ever been here knows those first few weeks of a new session, not a ton going on after swearing in day. So in theory, the future of the House majority would be decided before Valentine's Day. In your book, do political parties own legislative districts? I mean, I, I, you know, you're, 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 you're quizzing here, uh, but you already know the answers. I'm, I'm sorry. Look, <laughs> I paid a lot of money for my legal education. As your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn. Because knowledge is power. The Socratic method is the only way in which I think. No, of course not. I, I think that's you're making you're making a point too that I was planning to get to is that you're right. Some of the folks coming back against the current state of the math problem would argue that Democrats somehow own these seats already because they won a previous election in those seats. That of course cannot be the case. If that was the case, what would be the point of having any elections? Let's just go ahead and divide the state and say, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican district, and then never have an election again. That's That would be the argument for what they're saying. Democrats would love that, that right now. They would love it. They would just say, let's just freeze. That's Because that's what they're saying. They're saying, let's just freeze. These these seats are forever frozen as Democrat Democratic seats. Um, and in the deepest part of winter, um, we're not going to let those seats go. They'll stay in our icy grasp. Uh, until we literally bludgeon people with this notion that we're in the majority. Look, it's, it's, it's. And it's insane because, uh, once again, the Democrats are violating the law. They're violating the law by having a minority of members claiming the majority uh, and then acting and, and issuing documents as though they are in the majority. Um, a clear violation of the law. Two U.S. two PA Supreme Court cases and Prelly v. Daniels, Prezel v. Cortez, fly right in direct contravention of everything they've been doing. Um, the LRB, not nonpartisan advisory uh, legislative agency, said they don't have the majority, can't act as though they're a majority. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. But if you follow what Democrats have done, it it kind of does. You can't rely on these folks to have a grasp and a respect. For the rule of law when all they see in front of them is access to money parking spots and bigger offices 
That's all these people care about. They've been walking around trying to tell people that elections matter. Well, they just threw that out the window in the last three weeks. Uh, they literally don't care about elections anymore. They don't care about the election for speaker. They don't care about the elections in these three special elections. Uh, they don't care about actually helping people. If they did, they would have done everything they possibly could to win over the speaker's election, try to run the agenda that they want to run, claim the majority, and run all of their terrible policy ideas uh, through the through the through the Pennsylvania House. Um, they could have even engaged with uh, incoming Governor Shapiro to help try to broker something, uh, and you know all of that stuff. They don't care. They care about parking spaces. They care about office spaces. They care about taxpayer money to which they believe they're entitled to uh, in, in their new positions. Uh, this is who they are, and it took them literally less than a day into the new session for the mask they've been wearing for the last 12 years to come off and for their true selves to be revealed. And this can only be one person. Hank! Hank! Oh, dang, nabbit! I, I'm, I'm sorry if you've had hopes for anything else, people out there that are listening, but this is who the House Democrats truly are. This is who Democrats in this Commonwealth truly are. Um, the best advertisement for why you should not support or believe anything Democrats say has been exemplified in everything that's been going on here in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives over the course of the last two weeks. You touched on what they're saying. I think one of the things that's most interesting to me going forward is they haven't said much in terms of policy ideas. You have to imagine if you've been waiting 12 years to get the majority and then you stake your claim to the majority – you would have a whole list of things you're ready to get done as, as quickly as possible. If you go back to that press conference in Philadelphia where they claimed the majority and named the acting speaker, which, again, is a job that doesn't exist, a title that does not exist in the Constitution anywhere, uh, you would expect a few you would expect <laughs> a few policy ideas to follow right behind that. Or, you know, even as we're been having been forced to go back and forth in the media about who's the majority or who isn't, You'd say, well, forget all that. They're, they're blocking what we really want to do, which is X, Y, and Z. We've heard no agenda ideas. We've heard no top key goals to why they, they should be in the majority and why people should want them in the majority. And that goes back to if they want to have a discussion about ideas and policies, they know they would lose. Yeah, and, and it's also it's, it's because they're, they're afraid to come out and lead. They haven't had to lead. All they've had to do is stand up on the front Capitol steps and hold angry press conferences and snipe at Republican ideas. They don't know how to lead. They don't know how to move Pennsylvania ahead. Uh, now that their ideas are going to be on full display, they actually realize they need to do something about them. Uh, that puts a lot of their members in a tough spot. Now, remember, this majority uh, that they have is hinging on a few dozen votes. Um, they're going to have some members in pit seats that they just picked up that aren't going to want to do the crazy stuff that Democrats have been talking about over the last 12 years. Um, they're not going to want to spend massive amounts of money. They're not going to want to put put, put uh, small businesses out of business by onerous government mandates. They're not going to want to go back to the draconian cuts uh, and shutdowns and uh, top-heavy uh, shutting out of parents from schools. Um, they're not going to want to face... Uh, you know, empowering uh, the pro-shutdown teacher unions over giving school choice. Um, they're not going to want to deal with a lot of that stuff because uh, they know that they got through this through a majority through the skin of their teeth. Um, and, you know, right now, if, if you're a member of the House Democratic Caucus, I don't see how you're not screaming at your leadership over the 
really crazy ideas that your leaders have had about ways in which they, they can get their grip on the majority, not, again, for these policy proposals that are going to be tough for them to even get through their own caucus, uh, but so that they can move offices, they can have co more cushy parking spots, and, and, and more access, as we've seen over this week, as they tried to plant stories that do nothing but lower the expectations uh, for why they're going to be successful or not over the next session, uh, to taxpayer money that they can use to uh, hand out, you know, things to their members. Um, it's ridiculous. Totally on point, Jason. I think it's interesting. If you're an observer of Harrisburg, uh, somebody who likes to kind of keep track of what's happening up here and you don't really get too excited about one side or the other, it's a fascinating time to follow what's happening here. Uh, to see the chamber be 101.99, and maybe after special elections, the first one being potentially in February, 101.100 or 102.99, uh, and then 102-101 eventually, probably one way or the other, uh, and I'm not claiming any of those races are, are settled. Uh, it, it's going to be a fascinating session to watch, as you just touched on. Why don't the Democrats have any policy ideas that they're parading around? Because they know darn well it's going to be so difficult to get anything passed. Uh, and if it was, and if we're still in charge here in a few months, it'll be a same very unique challenge for us. And that's where I think you're right. It's shocking to not see the Democrats try to unite with their new elected governor, uh, some of their more vocal voices in the Senate and say, here's what we want to do, here's how we want to do it, and, and instead just silence, just a fight over power, just a fight over, over uh, a, what they view as uh, important notches in history books, uh, and not over what's in the best interest of Pennsylvanians. Yeah, well, I think, think we've hit it. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, every day, every day is something is something interesting. That's what I mean. It, it just as a casual observer, it's a good show. December is supposed to be boring, right? It's supposed to be hard. Hey, change a few offices, take a few days off. No way. It's yeah, this wild. has been an advent calendar of legislative minutia. <laughs> oh man, oh man. <laughs> you know, speaking of Christmas, we haven't really done one of these in a while. But yeah. did I tell you about one of my huge uh, Black Friday slash Cyber Monday purchases? No. <clears throat> A brand new Hager suit. Charcoal, wonderful, awesome fit. I got it for just over 100 bucks. Mm. Um, because if you go to hager.com slash uh, deals. Not and sponsored. Put in, they don't sponsor. Oh. Don't, don't get it twisted. But just to be clear, Wait, my, just to be clear, the, not the sponsored. The promo code does, yeah. code does not work. No. Well, I just mean in terms of, you know, if you're downloading this, is not a sponsored plug. Oh, yeah. That is pretty sweet. I'll have to check that out. I'm not sure they have. I'm, I don't The Hager and me off the rack don't fit so good, but... You know, maybe post Christmas. Go to Hager.com. It's their it's their outlet store. Yeah. Uh, online. Yeah. Um, and I, I really believe that they've done a really good job of repopulating their, uh, you know, their wares on there because it was pretty slim pickings for a while. <laughs> but they they have the uh, the the great smart wash shirts which I'm wearing right now. Um, their cool eighteen uh, pants, which also I'm wearing right now. Um, you know, and their smart wash jackets, which I have in my office as well. Um, uh, but they do have, you know, different sizes and stuff on there. And actually, uh, for the odd-fitted gentleman, uh, you're more likely than not to find uh, a size on there because that's where they have a lot of their excess uh, stuff that people don't buy in the actual stores. All right. I'll check it out. All in right. the spirit of Christmas. Uh, all right. What's your World Cup prediction? Oh, man. My head says France is unbeatable right now. My heart says let's put Messi on the pedestal he deserves, win the World Cup. Uh, and and let's let's go crazy for Argentina. But man, the French are good. They're so good. Here's a little bit of trivia. You know, uh, Morocco had a great run. 
Do you know why uh, on the broadcast their abbreviation is MAR? No, that's gotten a lot of attention. I figured it's some sort of world AP style rule, but what's what's the rule? <laughs> uh, because uh, in in Morocco, apparently French is a dominant language, and in uh, French, Morocco is Marco, so it's MAR. I might have gotten a little bit wrong, but hey, at least I'm not a House Democrat, right? <laughs> Can't argue with facts. <laughs> That's generally assembled for uh, for this week. We will be back more regularly um, now that we have our permanent co-host uh, arrangement situated. And, uh, you know, we'll have some stuff for Christmas. And uh, be prepared. Next week, Mike, will be doing our uh, Christmas dinner special. So with uh, your, your, your family traditions, we'll be talking about that. Be prepared. Oh, man, get ready. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, this has been uh, Generally Assembled. You can find this for all your favorite house public podcasts are found, www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcast. Uh, you can just skip right over Grove Unleashed. Come on right down to Generally Assembled. We know you want to listen to the good content. We have it right here. All right, Mike, thank you, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you. Thank you.